The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Welcome to Parenthood. Your life does not end here. Hi, I'm Chriselle Lim, mother of two. And I'm Sarah Son, also a mother of two. We are longtime friends and now mothers. This is Being Bumo, a podcast about all things parenting. We want to have honest conversations about motherhood so we can each define it for ourselves. We're here to build our village and we hope that you join us. Hi, Chris. Are you going to judge me today? Of course I am. I judge you every day. All day, every day. This episode is called Judgy Mom because (laughs) let's face it, all moms are judgy. You know, I, I, I think that we try not to be, but naturally we have the thoughts that live in our head <laughs> that sometimes never comes out of our mouth, but we think them. And that means that you're a judgy mom. And I know we all do that. So do we need a spinoff podcast with that's called the judgy mom? I think we should just do kind of like how we had the hot mom mm-hmm. series, mm-hmm. which we just did. But I think we should do a Judgy Mom series because I think there's just so many things Mm -hmm. that get posted online that we see like just within our inner circles that are, I I know what moms are thinking, that are questionable, (laughs) but they never say it. And so I just feel like we should just say it here. Should we say it here? I feel like we're going to get get... judged for it, but maybe we should just say it. I don't know. I mean, I do think that we have this platform and part of it is to talk. I mean, we that's how we started. Like we we you and I made completely different choices when it came to yeah. parenting in many ways. Right. When it came to balancing the career, a family life. And in some ways, to be honest, when we did that first episode, I to be completely honest, I, I did judge you. There yeah. were things that I was like very confused as to why you made certain choices. And I'm sure you felt that way towards me, too. Yeah. And I feel like we've come a long way because by having conversations, I actually think we get to the heart of people. And when you get to the heart of somebody, it's just like there's more room for empathy. With that said, we have strong opinions about things. <laughs> and we should, <laughs> we should be able to at least discuss them. Okay, so let's start off with... Like last week, I shared about my email, right? Yeah. With like the team party and like I didn't want phones in my, in my house during the play date. I felt like that was a judgy move of me. But that's a perfect example of you're probably going to get judged for that yourself by other parents. Uh But also you are judging other parents for their decisions to have a cell phone for their kids. So it goes both. It goes both ways, I think. So I, I don't think that there's a right or wrong to this. I don't think that like if you feel a certain way about a certain topic or a certain thing, it's like damned if you do, damned if you don't. Yeah. You're gonna get judged for feeling that way too. So right? then, what do we do? Like, Nothing. where are the you, lines? You just do you and what feels right for you. You obviously have very strong opinions about uh, extreme opinions about kids extreme? not having cell phones. I, mean, I think so. While. I think it's extreme. I mean, for the but it's not me. It's like study after study is saying this. I'm not coming up with this information. Yeah, I mean, these are studies though. But the fact is that. It's not realistic for it everyone. It is realistic. That's what's crazy to me. It's not realistic for all parents, especially working parents, for them to not have their kids be, not have a phone. I'm so sorry, but 15 years ago, all the moms worked and the kids had no phones. 
15 years ago, moms worked. Yes, your mom, your mom did. My mom worked her entire life. Majority of our parents, my I don't know about in Guatemala, but in the U.S., majority the of mom worked. Every, moms have been working for decades and decades, and none of those kids had phone, and they were fine and they entertained themselves. We had pagers. It's because you we didn't, didn't have, have pagers until high school. Oh, I'm we had about pagers in, in middle elementary school, and not elementary school, middle school. We had pagers yeah, and I we definitely. had beeper codes. One four three saying I love you. <laughs> Six three seven forever. I love you no forever. No sex predators on those pagers. <laughs> oh, and just... then we also had the internet. We we were all on the internet still. So I just feel like we went way too fast from zero to a hundred. Mm. It's like honestly, a decade ago there were no kids on phones, like elementary, even middle school kids, and now everybody needs a phone. It's too much. I'm okay, sorry. but I'm telling you this right now because yeah. I think not that I was like you. But because I obviously have a bit more flexibility when it comes to digital things because I'm on the phone all the time. But I was very much against like my kids having phones at a young age. But now that Chloe is about eight, not that she has a phone yet, but I've been considering with her dad because of co-parenting. And this is actually what a friend of mine said is that Oh, you know, like when they're with their dad, I just like text them, you know, some photos of like, you know, of their things or updates. So they're talking to each other at that point. And that's when I was like, oh, man, I wish I had that with them, you know. And so. I'm sorry, but everyone has different situation, you know, like for me, like imagine Chloe pulling up to. Your your house with the phone it's easy for you to judge her and be like oh her mom allows her to have a phone because she's x y and z she's but you don't know the situation behind that you know i'm i i definitely don't know all of the situations and the parents every parent can do whatever they need to do and i totally understand and i will i will do whatever is necessary to support the family if they're my friends and all of that i think we've gone from like supporting kids who like have needs and need to communicate with parents and and we've gone like way too overboard because let's be honest these kids and right now we're only talking about the phone because it just came up there's so many different little things like Mm -hmm. access to access to so many different things like do just because you can doesn't mean you should right we're like at a place where like we could probably give our we could give our kids almost anything materially relatively but like doesn't mean you should. Yeah. And I just, I think what I question is like the parent's ability to say no. The thing with the phone that I do feel very passionate about is that the costs are quite high. Mm. And I think like people just forget that. I think parents are like, oh, it's just a phone. They're just watching cute videos online or like they're just communicating. But like they're not aware that it's an open browser. Yeah. And and I just don't understand why you can't give them a phone, even in your situation, Chris. We're like, they don't have access to browser and socials. Mm. Like, why can't they have an Apple Watch? Or why can't they have a Trumi or a Gab? Or why can't they, I don't know. I, I guess that's what I'm saying. And also, are you really dropping off your child in a place where you don't feel like they're safe? Yeah. It's like, why would you even be doing that on the first place? Yeah. I don't know. I, I get that it's hard. And it's hard that, it's a hard line. And like I said, that email made me sweat bullets. And I felt like, yeah, I felt like a lot, half of the parents were going to be like, this lady's crazy. But at the same time, we have to remember that this wasn't happening 10 years ago. 10 years ago, you could drop off your kids at playdates and nobody needed a phone to communicate or entertain each other. Yeah. And I just, I guess I feel like we're losing something and that maybe that's why I'm fighting so hard. But 
Yeah, but yeah. times are changing and I do understand that too. And it's not like my kids will never have a phone, but I always question like why it has to be so much younger. And also they're losing actual social skills because mm-hmm. of them. Oh yeah, sure. And that's problematic. I mean, not just kids, grown ass adults are <laughs> losing social skills. Okay. Like yeah. this is going off topic, but did you know that it's almost impossible to like, if you, you know, when we used to go to clubs and bars, mm-hmm. like guys would hit on us mm-hmm. and that's like how you would exchange numbers. People, yeah, yeah. even if you go to clubs and bars now, people don't hit on each other. Oh my God. Tell me more. What would I mean, not that do? I know this, but I've heard about this because <laughs> okay. I don't go to bars and clubs. Okay. But from what I heard is that because everyone is so reliant on the dating apps now mm-hmm. that. But it, even when you're physically in a place yes, together. People don't like, I mean, I. I can't say everyone, but sure. I heard from the mass majority of people that when you go out, even in places where you should meet someone or have a good time, it's hard to meet people because people have gotten so conditioned to meeting people online. Okay. Yeah. And so you just don't like bump into people or you just don't like don't hit on people anymore. Isn't that okay. weird? But is it kind of like that's just what's expected so they don't know what they're losing kind of thing? I think people just got lazy. And I think the the fear, the risk, the social, the social skills of like, oh, am I going to get rejected? Oh. Like, it's not worth it. Whereas like getting rejected online is easy, right? Because they just will ignore you. Whereas like, if they don't like you, it'll just be like a hard no in the face and people can't handle that anymore. I mean, again, I haven't experienced this, but this is what I'm hearing from people yeah. when they do go out. Right. So no, it does make sense. Actually. Yeah. I mean, it, it does hinder social skills for kids and adults i agree <laughs> for I'm, everyone i know i know i'm uptight and judgy but like i don't know i am who i am yeah i mean this is this is a judgy mom episode for a reason <laughs> what else are you judgy about what do people judge you on yeah i mean i not that i'm not judgy i'm sure there are things where i do judge other people about subconsciously i can't really think of immediate things on top of my head but it I'm sure if I saw it in passing, I'll be like, oh, God, why is she doing that? Like, that's not good for herself or kids. So subconsciously, I'm sure that I do think those things. But I think for me, given my platform and what I do for a living, it's easy to judge someone like me. And so, for example, what I've been seeing a lot lately online is, you know, because after my separation, I just don't post my family and my kids as much anymore. Can I say that I love that about you? Oh, thank you. I, I just had to make that hard decision of, okay, um, I, I think it was a big reality check for me once I got divorced. I just spent a lot of time creating kind of this fantasy ideal lifestyle online, who I was as a mom, who I was as a wife, who I was as just a woman that I just didn't want to do that anymore. I just didn't want to keep up with that anymore. And plus the girls are getting older and because they're not with me half the time anymore, it was also for security reasons, right? And so if I do post them, it's never live. It's never like, oh, we just did this. It's always like delayed by a few days just for security purposes, just because they're not with me all the time anymore. And so that was a decision that I made. But what's interesting is that because I don't really show things alive anymore, I don't really show my family or the girls or me being a mom anymore, even though I'm just as much as a mom, if not more than I was before. And because I'm more, po- more so posting when I travel, like obviously I've been traveling like crazy this year from Paris, London, Milan, Qatar to Africa, Japan, and that is when I actually post a lot. I don't really post when I'm at home. So it's easy for someone to be like, 
she's never mm-hmm. home. She's yeah. never with her kids. Yeah, Does she even love her kids oh, anymore? Yeah, and I get those comments quite a bit. Somebody uh, writes you comments oh, like that? Oh, yeah. They write me comments being like, girl, you're crazy. What? Be a mom. Like, oh you're, you, you've left your kids again. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yo, I've been with my kids for a week and a and half. Why? And I just didn't show it oh. online, you know? Mm-hmm. And I don't need to show it online. I'm not here to prove to anyone that I'm a good mom, exactly. right? Yeah. Like, this is just me being strategic about what I'm going to show. But it's so fascinating to me to to realize that majority of people think what they see online is a full picture. Yeah when it's only probably 10% of the picture, yeah. you know, oh. I know. How do you handle that? Do you respond or do you just like know that it's oh, silly I and nonsense and you don't even, I yeah. don't even answer them yeah. because it still I weighs think, on you or like, I it used does to, make you reflect or, yeah. I think, I think when I first got divorced and people were saying that I felt like I had to prove something like, no, 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 no. Just because I, I, I didn't want this marriage or I didn't want this to work or this is not for me. I'm still a good mom. So I felt mm-hmm. like I, I had to prove that a little bit in the beginning, but but then obviously once I got very comfortable with my decision and where I was at in my life, I'm like, no one, these questions do not deserve an answer. Like I know exactly where I'm at. My kids know how much I love them. They know how much time I spend with them when I am at home. Um, and the general public, they could think what they want to think. And I think it, it does start to quiet down when you just ignore it. I think the more you feed the beast, the feed the monster the more it's going to ask for you know more More answers answers and so I just kind of stopped but yeah that was I think it's easy to judge someone a mom who is online that is traveling the world that's in fabulous designer outfits that's half naked all the time that doesn't really show her kids at all maybe once in a while because I do that too sometimes I'm not gonna lie what do you do I like like for instance I met this one girl in Miami, right? Hot girl, like super hot, blonde, just banging body, like very well dressed, looked like a supermodel. And then we started following each other on Instagram. I had no idea she was a mom. She had no idea I was a mom either. And then so I just kind of like scrolled through her profile. And I think like in her profile, it's something like, my kids are my world. She loves you, mom, you could tell. But on her Instagram feed, it's like literally of her half naked in a bikini like somewhere in the world. And like for a second, mm-hmm. I was like, it doesn't really match up to what she's saying oh, that, I see what you're saying. you know, like she loves her kids and that's like her whole world and her whole life. When on her Instagram feed, all I'm seeing are like half naked photos of her amazing body. And she's always traveling on a private jet. Da, 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 da. And it just doesn't add up. And for like a few minutes, I did have my judgy moments. So mm-hmm. But then it also clicked like, oh, that's how people view me too, right? Mm -hmm. And it allowed me to understand why people judge me. And I get it. It's easy to judge someone like me. And and because like this new girl that I met, I I knew nothing about her Mm -hmm. just just by scrolling, right? Mm -hmm. And so it gave me a little bit more like empathy to people that are judging me because I'm like, I'm that person too. Like I could judge other people too. But... It also shows you that what you see online is not fully not the full picture. picture. I love that yeah. You said that. Yeah. Which and I is, think people have to remember that. Yeah. Yeah. Which is also why I want my kids offline. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> 
I know that the holidays can get so, so crazy. And it's a whole nother thing to keep your kids engaged and stimulated and excited. And that is why I love KiwiCo. KiwiCo is here to help you give more than just gifts. They're here to show you how to give awesome. And not only are they just great gift ideas for other kids and families, but they're also great gifts for your own kids. My kids are obsessed with KiwiCo and they really deliver their moments of awesome from robots to rocket ships. All their projects are designed to spark lots of fun and excitement for kids of all ages. And I love that the KiwiCo boxes, they're all kid approved. In fact, before any crate are shipped to kids around the world, they are actually tested by a crew of real kid testers to ensure that one is age appropriate and seriously fun. And when you give KiwiCo, you're giving so much more than just a box of toys. You're really giving a season of discovery experiences with loved ones. It's a great way to bond together as a family and creates just lasting memories. Well, not only do they have just a time to bond and engage, they actually get to have a toy at the end of the whole project to play with for a few more days. And that has been so great for us during the holidays. Um, We recently did the domino dispenser box and they feed the domino into this robot that they build and then it dispenses the dominoes before they can flip them down and have that very satisfactory kind of sense. It's a wonderful, wonderful company. So do your part to encourage your children to be innovators and creative thinkers. They won't believe what they can build and accomplish with KiwiCo. KiwiCo does the legwork for you so you can spend quality time tackling projects together. Give awesome this holiday season with KiwiCo. Get your first month free on any crate line at kiwico.com slash bumo. That's K-I-W-I-C-O dot com slash B-U-M-O. Hey friends, my name's Olivia Perez and I'm an entrepreneur, journalist, and the host of the Friend of a Friend podcast. Every Monday, I meet with some of today's youngest and brightest entrepreneurs to make space to tell their stories and shine a light on who I believe to be the next generation of luminaries. I'll interview up-and-comers and game changers from brand builders to personalities, activists, artists, and thought leaders from around the world. Each episode lets you be a fly on the wall during one of the greatest pep talks, like a conversation between you and a friend or a friend of a friend. See you there. I love that you said it's it's so interesting how you also shared with us how when you looked at the other influencer, you kind of like the the judginess also kind of came out. It's, it's hard not to. We're human. We all want to. I think naturally we all kind of want to see that part too, right? I also think that like when and tell me if I'm wrong, but I feel like when you find out someone's a mom, mm-hmm. you kind of have an idea, a general idea of maybe how they would look like, how they would dress. Of course, there's so many different, you know, types of mothers. But I think in our own I- like ideation of like of being raised a certain way, we have our own ideas of what a mom should yeah. be like. Yeah. And I think our generation, especially this generation coming up, is proving that there's no one way to look like a mom. There's no one way to do mom right, right? It's just kind of all over the place. And so... Do you agree with that? What do you mean? Do you agree with that? There's no one right way to be a mom and everybody's all over the place? I think that... I think in my head, when I think of what, quote unquote, a good mom in a textbook would look like is, and this is me being judgy. I love it. It's going to be our best episode yet. In 
yoga clothes, uh-huh. running to drop off their kids at school with coffee in the morning, and then, you know, and then changing maybe into like a cute little outfit and then like doing some, I don't know, a little bit of work and then like going back to school and picking them up and like socializing with other moms. Again, like this is just like in my head what quote unquote a good mom would look like because that's always how I thought I would become like once I became a mom. And I tried that and obviously... It just didn't really work out the way I thought it would work out. And so I did buy into that a little bit. But now that I'm realizing and I'm I'm meeting so many moms of different, you know, situations, different backgrounds, different, you know, just like making different choices, making different choices, you know, the same sex parents, you know, like just what would you say are sort of the qualities of a good mom then? Like, what are some of the universal things? I think the one universal thing is that they love their kids. Like, it's as simple as that, you know? Everyone's situation looks differently, whether they're a working mom, whether they're a gay parent, whether they're, you know, a single mom, single dad. Yeah, but do you think that the actual mothering is an important piece of that love demonstration or no? What do you mean the mothering? The mothering piece, the the actual raising of the kids, Mm -hmm. like the actual day-to-day thing, all of the laborious things that are, it's mostly delegated to nannies and things like, like, is that piece not important anymore? Because to me, like that laborious piece is part of like the relationship building of the kid, like understanding the kid's needs and like trying to meet it, meet those needs and like growing through those stages and growing through that understanding of self and understanding of the world around them. Mm. Is that what makes a good mom? No, I think the laborious piece looks different on everyone though. That's the thing because you're thinking about the one type of mom that you're surrounded by, which is the mom who is able to be there with their kids and always kind of go through those moments with them, right? Whether they have nannies or no nannies or, you know, they're working or not. But I, what I realize is that some parents don't have that ability to do that. They have to work three jobs and they have to, you know, or they're co-parenting like me. So 50% of the time, I don't know what the hell they're doing. I mean, I do because I, I communicate with well, their dad. but to be fair, when you're with them, you're doing all of that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, with the help of my parents and with the help of the community around me. I, I yeah. But can I physically do all of that stuff? No, I can't because I, I work more than full-time. I'm also a traveling mom. And so you know, between my co-parent, between my parents, between my community, you know, we're we're figuring it all out together. And so on the outside, it's easy for maybe some of the school moms to judge me and be like, oh, she's never around or, you know, she's delegating this to other people. But the fact is that I have no other choice than that, you know, who pays for the bills, who pays for their schooling, who the the minute that I stop working, I can't pay for their school, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe a few years because I have my savings and all of that. Mm-hmm. But it's like, it, it, I yeah. think for that reason, my 
like the laborious of like raising the kids is very much reliant on my community and my people. Yeah. yeah, other parties. Yeah. And I think that's why this whole judgy thing is so difficult because you're right. Everybody's coming from different situations. And I feel like, and this might just be me and this is coming from, you know, in some ways we are very opposite, but it's like, we've also gotten to a place where motherhood is like almost, it's like delegated completely. Yeah. And it's also like, I'm sorry, but that's confusing to me, to be Mm. honest. Like, Okay, but like, then what are you doing exactly? No, I'm not talking about you, obviously, Chris. For example, I saw a friend told me that they went on some like cute vacation, I think to Mexico somewhere, Cabo or whatever. And, you know, and there was a mom. And again, again, it's going to be sound really judgy of my part, but like, this is what was told to me. And I just want to bring it forward to, for me to better understand it too. But it was like, there's a mom and she was like, she had, you know, a fake butt and a fake blah, blah, blah. And then she had her eight-year-old boy. She's mm-hmm. in a thong bikini mm-hmm. in this cute little cut cu- cu- place in Mexico taking her pictures uh-huh. that she obviously then posted on Instagram. Uh-huh. I, with, I, her, with her eight-year-old The boy? eight-year-old took the photos of her mom. Oh, uh, uh-huh. I don't know. You're laughing, but I feel like very confused as to what that's about, to be honest. And just... I don't know. Is she it's, an influencer? I have no idea. It, she wasn't like an obvious influencer, uh-huh. but she was a mom who, I don't know, was like in her cute bikini and like felt the need to ask her eight-year-old boy to take a picture of her to eventually post online for instant gratification and applause. And I just like, I'm just very confused about that. Yeah. yeah. Like, is that where we're going? Is that the direction? I mean, is that part of it? Chloe's taking that... some of my photos, not in a thong bikini. But does that make it a difference? Is it the thong that you're judging? I'm judging this, like, I'm judging this, I'm judging the behavior. I'm judging the behavior that a parent would ask their kid to take a photo and then they're going to post it online. It just, I am judging the behavior. (laughs) I'm sorry, but I am. It just seems like, what are you teaching your kids? I don't know. Well, my kids know that it's work. And so there are not all the time, but there have been moments where I'm like, oh, this would be a nice outfit or a look to post and I have no one to take it. Chloe, and I would never force her if she didn't like to take photos. She Mm -hmm. loves taking photos, not of her, but of things. And so I've asked her a few times to be like, hey, can you just quickly like shoot this photo of me? And she'll do it. I'm so glad I brought this up because you are the right person to explain this to yeah. me. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. And it literally took maybe, you know, she has no idea. I mean, she doesn't what she's doing, she, but she doesn't understand what like good angle or bad angle is, whatever. And she'll just like click, click, click. And usually I'll, I'll get it somewhere there. Mm-hmm. And then I'll post it like later, whether it be on my stories or my gram or. Mm-hmm. Um, but they they know that. Again, whether I want to do that for my personal sake, let's say I wasn't an influencer, let's say like I had no business like online or whether it was because I want to do it for work and I had to, I think. You don't see anything. I don't think there's the anything norm. wrong with okay. that. I, I, I think that if the child hates it. I think if the child really does not like taking photos and the mom is like, please, please, please take this photo for me. I think there's a problem that lies there. But I think it's just judging the behavior of a woman who wants 
a photo of herself to post online. That is no different than, I guess, I don't know, like 10, 20 years ago when we were shooting with just, just like a regular... Just a regular digital camera. Digital camera. Yeah. And like you had a kid be like, hey, can you like out some photos? It's not the photo that's the problem. It's like... It's... It's not the photo that's the problem. It's like, I don't know, asking your kid to do it. I don't know. I guess like in, in like the, the immediate reaction for me is to judge that. Like, what is wrong with that mom? <laughs> but like, I mean, I'm not going to lie. It does I, look a little strange. It does look a little strange. But I don't know. I guess like we just live so much in the digital that like it's so important to get that photo. But I guess I don't know. That was another judgy moment that came but into you know, my brain. Also, also that this is a good, good conversation because... This is new behavior for maybe our generation, right? Because this yeah. is, we were introduced to technology and social media in our 20s, maybe yeah. that, if, yeah. if that. And so this whole idea of asking someone, even if it's a stranger, that could feel a little weird, right? Whether it's like a grown-ass stranger or even like a little kid, which is could be your your child, that could feel strange too. But I think to a child who was literally born in this society with selfies, with digital media, with parents posting them online, taking photos of them all day and posting it online. I think to them, that behavior is not so foreign and strange. But for us as, you know, grown adults kind of adapting into this, this might feel really weird. Okay. And so I think it's going to be interesting to see as the kids grow up. If it has any sort of negative weird Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. yeah. That's fair. Yeah. That's fair. I know. It, it's it's strange because I've seen that too from afar where like a little kid is like taking a photo of an adult, which you, you could obviously put two and two together where it's like the parent probably asking the child. Yeah, but and the it girl, just looks... The girl was sticking out her butt. Yeah. Okay? I mean, like, I get that. This is like I get a cute that. family portrait because you went to Hawaii. This was like... Obviously for her raunchy account, but whatever. <laughs> I get it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, but this goes back to the conversation, which is another conversation I think we've had in the past where it's like, moms just look yeah. different nowadays, it's right? True. Like, I love the fact that that there's no such thing as like what a cookie cutter mom should look like, yeah, you know? I do love that now too. it's like the bad bee, like like who's in her thong bikini that feels so confident that is like you know what i'm gonna show off my body even though it's a little strange i'm gonna ask my son or ask my daughter to take a photo of me i feel good so it's, i want a photo of I'm myself sorry, it's next level narcissism i'm just gonna say it i don't know what else <laughs> you can call it whatever but like it's it's i get it's you know what i'm having a hard time maybe it's like the difference between empowerment and narcissism too like mm -hmm. where are those lines yeah. really i don't know but what, why, why do you think that's narcissistic behavior? What, what would you call narcissistic behavior? I think just the fact that that mother doesn't even see it is, 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 is narcissistic. I, I but don't know. But maybe she does see it. Maybe, maybe she, she does, does see, see it, it and doesn't care and feels like it's, it's not narcissistic. Is that what you mean? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe okay. she just feels empowered because she feels really good in her outfit with her ass out <laughs> and she's been working really hard for her body and so she feels empowered mm -hmm. to be able to show what 
she looks like, yeah. whether she's a mom or not. But yeah. see, if she wasn't a mom, would that be okay? Like, let's say she didn't have a kid and she still wants to show off her body with her 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 ass hanging out with a thong bikini. No, for me, it's like this whole concept that she asked her son to take the photo that mm-hmm. is like I'm having trouble with. Yeah. No, like you are you going to the beach with your friends and you take pictures and you stick out your butt. Like, that's fine. It yeah. Is, that is what it is. I just don't know. I just I felt I don't know. It just didn't sit well with me. Yeah, I I, I understand that. I, I think there's a fine line of like what is appropriate and what is not. And so I think we have to kind of divide the two of like, okay, if a mom wants to wear a thong bikini, let her wear a thong bikini because she feels good. Yeah. But maybe like asking your seven year old son might be inappropriate. I, I don't know. So I think we just I have- do know. So <laughs> And just, I don't know, for me at the end of the day is that I have my views and I try to keep as much of an open mind as I could. But do you draw any lines with the things like when my kids were little and again, my judgy side, I was like, if if it's a birthday party and they're watching this type of movie, they're not going to the birthday party. Like, have you drawn lines like that that will sort of manifest your judgy side or no? Oh, like about... Like boundaries, basically. Yeah, your kiddos. I think it's a lot harder for me with other parents, just to be really honest on this pod, because I think I've come a long ways from this, but I've always wanted to be liked by other parents because I knew that I was easy to judge, right? I was easy okay. to be but pointed fingers at. Yeah. yeah. And I, I'm not like that as much anymore. I'm still a little bit like that. Mm-hmm. But for me, I, I didn't a- ask that many questions. Like if they were going to mm-hmm. birthday party, like what are they eating? What are they watching? Da, da, da. It was just like, oh, all of their friends are going to be there. They should, def- you know, Chloe or Colette should definitely be there because all the friends are there. So I kept it quite simple like that. And I wasn't very obsessed about the little details of things. Mm-hmm. Of course, it would be different if the girls want to have a sleepover somewhere, which we don't allow that except for one person who is like Chloe's best, 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 best friend. And we're very close to their family as well. So she's had sleepovers at their place, but we know exactly what they're doing. And like, we're pretty much on the same page with everything. But besides that, no, I haven't really drawn boundaries with other kids' parents. How about you? You're actually like the perfect parent to to hang out with too, because you do keep things easy and you don't ask a lot of questions. I think I do. I just, I just did because I, I think the first couple of times I didn't like you, I just thought like, Oh, I think everybody understands that five-year-olds shouldn't watch PG 13 movies, but Mm -hmm. then you go to a house and they're watching it and you're like, Oh, that's totally inappropriate and super violent. So because of those experiences, I, I did have to, and maybe in some ways it's made me a little bit more protective Mm -hmm. but yeah I was wondering if you did that too or if it was just me I mean I think if you can do that I I think there's nothing wrong with that I think there's definitely a benefit to your own kids to be able to be protected in that sense especially at at a young age I think a lot of parents just don't have maybe the capacity to think that way immediately because they one one, make sure that they're not left out. And two, they also want don't want to be judged as a parent, yeah. asking those type of questions. But I knew that about you all the time. I knew that you would be the one person that would ask, like, what are they eating? Yeah. You know, is there any nuts or gluten? Or I'm just kidding. Yeah. But you're just so, like, specific. Yeah. Which I think if people know you as that. Just judge me. It's yeah. okay. Yeah. No, I mean... Yeah. 
they're probably like, oh my God, okay. But they know what to expect from you. Yeah, I yeah. think that the flip side of that is that I'm prepared and that I am protective and that I will go to bat for my kid and your kid. Yeah. And that I am thoughtful through all the things. But yeah, sometimes it makes me a little bit maybe too overprotective. Yeah. You're probably the uptight mom of I'm the, the group. I'm the uptight mom. Yeah. It's funny because I'm not. That's what's yeah, so funny Yeah, she's too. not. Actually, you should see her like... I mean... You should see her at a party, guys. She's definitely the <laughs> least uptight. <laughs> I think, you know what I am uptight about is 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 like movies and music and like, you know, like exposure to like violent videos and stuff like that. I think I am very cautious about that. But I think everything else, and it's, I feel like for me, at least that I'm relatively easygoing, but who knows? I mean, I, I, I think I will have to make a little bit more of those decisions, like probably in the next year or two years with Chloe. Mm-hmm. Because she hasn't really been exposed to that much yet. Yeah. And again, because she she goes to a very small private school. I'm friends with all the parents. She's like in a protected she's environment. She's kind of in a protected environment. And, you know, her dad and I were very much on the same page about certain things. But I think as she gets older and exposed to more things, I'm going to have to deal with kind of those decisions of like, okay, social media, games. Yeah. Actually, we, we've gotten a little bit exposed by our neighbors because our neighbors you know i think she's 10 and and she pretty much has everything you know phone social all of that so when she does come over i I do ask her like let's not be on the phone today and you know obviously if they're at my house they're they listen yeah so and again i'm not trying to just have like some blanketed statement where like oh phones are the devil but I think if the, your kids are on the on the phone, like then then it adds another layer of responsibility for the parent yeah. to be aware of what's going on. Okay, is there anything else that you judge? Oof, so many things. <laughs> I know. I'm trying to I keep it. I'm trying to, to keep like, it together so people don't think I'm crazy on the pod. I, I think we should change the podcast to <laughs> judgy mom. I think it definitely make me feel more comfortable. Yeah, because then I know what I, I'm I, expected to talk about. <laughs> um, okay, I think we should do a part two of this of like things that. Yeah. We judge yeah. and we are judged for. Yeah. I, I think we should continue this. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Let us know if you guys have any things that you judge other parents about. I mean, we won't call you out. We won't share it. We, won't, we might share <laughs> it. will just make it. us feel better. No, we might share it, but we won't share the names if we shared mm. it. So like then we could just all. Just feel good about ourselves. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Let's do that. Why don't you guys send in your DMs to either... Sarah, myself, or Bumo's account, and we'll we'll share on the next episode of all the things that you guys judge other moms about. But we won't reveal your names, we promise. So, and this is our last episode of the year. Oh wait, oh. we're literally ending the year with a judgy <laughs> episode. How rude of us! So rude. We should have done something more like reflective a little more updated. And well, you get that next week because we will talk about our resolutions. Next, okay, next week. Amazing. But actually, talking about judgment takes away the judgment yeah actually it's circular yeah and the fact that we could laugh about it yeah and i feel better about the lady in in cabo with the kid actually now that you explained it a little better i mean i think you and i should just go to cabo and take some thong photos together Mm. for the end of the year what's a thong oh okay (laughs) i got plenty so (gasps) but this is our last episode of the year we are so happy that you guys have been with us this year listening to our episodes giving us feedback, helping us better become better mothers, actually, as we do this, this pod. I feel like I have. I am. And so thank you for being with us this year. We have a lot coming next year. We're excited for next yeah. year. 
And we hope you guys have a wonderful New Year's. Happy 2023. Is that it? That's it, Chris. All right. Happy 2023, guys. Goodbye, 2022. We love you guys. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. We want to keep this conversation going with you. So please leave us a DM on Instagram and make sure to follow us and subscribe to our podcast. And we would love it if you left us a review. Also, if you're in the Los Angeles area, make sure to visit us at Bumo Work at Westfield Century City Shopping Center. And if you're looking for educational-based content entertainment for your little ones, visit us at www.bumobrain.com or at Bumobrain on Instagram. note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.